Hello, this is Carl Mailer from the Let's Talk Sports podcast. Are you one of the many people like me who love to voice their opinions? Then, well, the Anchor app is for you. Me, myself, I love using the Anchor app because I love voicing my opinion about everything sports. If you would like to get started on your own podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash start to make your own podcast. Today's message was brought to you by the Anchor app. Download the Anchor app today and see why starting a podcast is very possible. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Carl Mailer, the voice of podcasting. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Sports podcast. Well, guys, I don't know if you saw this. I saw uh, this just came out yesterday. Supposedly, there was a report that Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury is now going to allow his players, his players, to take phone breaks 20 to 30 minutes in between meetings. Now, I obviously, I'm not an athlete anymore, and I'm not a professional athlete by any means, but if I was a head coach for a whatever sport, if I was coaching for whatever sport at a high level, whether it be the college level or the or the professional level, because you don't really see too much, you definitely don't see it in middle school sports, and in high school, you... You don't really study that much film. Uh, you kind of just go along with the flow of everything. But if I was a college coach or a professional coach, and I decided that I was going to allow my players to take a break in between the meeting and, and go on social media and all that, because obviously, like I was mentioned yesterday, we live in a world such in social media that... It, it's just mind-boggling to say the least. And when when I was when I was listening to it yesterday, because there was a lot of uh, sports shows that were talking about it, I, I I was just baffled by it. Because why in the world? You, and for anyone that does not know Cliff Kingsbury, he was not a good college football head coach. He had a losing record. I think he was thirty-five and forty. I mean, it's only five games under five hundred, but still. You clearly, in the six years you were a head coach at Texas A&M, you were not, or I'm sorry, it was either Texas A&M or Texas Tech, but in the six years you were a head coach, you were not that good. And there's a reason why you were not that good. So for for him to, to come and just, I guess, uh, approve of this is beyond me. And so it makes me wonder how many players are actually going to take advantage of that because if I was a player, I I honestly would just pay attention more to the meetings because you 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 get and we know college don't doesn't not the the players don't get paid to do what they do. And honestly, I have talked about this before with many of my friends in the past and uh previous people I've been in contact with. I, honestly, I feel like college players honestly should be getting paid money 
because they put their bodies on the line just like anybody else does in 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 the whatever level of uh, of playing you are in. You put your body on the line every single day, whether it be at practice, the training, or the actual game. So I have said this numerous of times, but honestly, we all know it's not going to happen. But I do feel like that college players should be getting paid a certain amount of money because you you honestly, anyone knows, you spend a lot of money to go to college. And a lot of the times these athletes that are on the team are on via whether a scholarship or a walk-on spot. And a lot of times the guys that are walk-ons end up proving to be really good pl- uh, players. And the guys that earn these full-ride scholarships tend to not work out sometimes, but most of the time they do uh, work out. But honestly, I do feel like college guys should be getting paid. And obviously when you're a professional, it, it sometimes can get to your head because you want to be the highest paid player. And it, it's it's a mess. But to hear that Cliff Kingsbury want, is allowing is going to allow his players to take a phone break in between the meeting that that that's just unheard of. I have never heard of this a day in my life. Now, like I was saying, obviously we live in a world of social media and that's just what it has come to. But that that to me if I was the Arizona Cardinals, that would come off as a bad sign already. Uh if I was uh the owner or the GM and I just hired this 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 man to be our new head coach. It, it, it just sends off a, a bad vibe. Like, honestly, I think if Steve Wilkes was still the head coach of the Cardinals, I don't think he would be, um, I don't think he would allow that. So it just makes me wonder where is Cliff Kingsbury's head? Where is it, where is he really attached to right now? Because it seems like he's more worried about trying to please his players than to worry about making the football team better because the Arizona Cardinals are probably still a couple years away from being any sort of good. So, oh, I don't know. that when I, was, when I was watching that yesterday on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, and then I happened to see that they were talking about it uh, later on on uh, another sports talk show, Speak With Yourself. Uh, I, I forgot who the hosts are of that show. I, I was just – I was mind-boggled by it, the, the whole thing. It, it was absolutely – guys, that's just crazy. It really is. In other news, Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns became the youngest player in NBA history with back-to-back consecutive 50-point games. Now, Devin Booker has been in the league for for a little for a couple years now, and he's playing on my Phoenix Suns team, who has been in rebuilding. It seems in a rebuilding mode. It seems like for the last almost probably close to 10 years. Phoenix has not been good in a, in a long time. And Devin Booker dropped 50 points last night uh, in a 124-121 to loss to the Washington Wizards. I'm honestly not surprised that Phoenix lost because Phoenix has, like I said, been in a rebuilding process the last couple years. Even, the, even though we got DeAndre Ayton in last year's draft, it still wasn't, uh, it still wasn't enough to get the job done. Uh, hopefully soon Phoenix can get uh, get going again as far as as far as winning. It's been I think the last time really Phoenix has been any good in basketball was when they had Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion, all those guys from like the 05, 06 season, 07, 08. 
so it's been quite a while. Here's uh, Devin Booker's stats from last night. Uh, he played 37 minutes. He was 19 of 29 shooting from the field. He was 3 of 9 from uh, from shooting the 3. He had 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and he had 50 points. Now, you look at the – and I'm going to go through the starting five because I honestly think that uh, – and if Phoenix has been hurt with some injuries too throughout the season, uh, Drogic Bender had 12 points. Mikkel Bridges had four points. DeAndre Ayton has four, had 14. Uh, Melton had four. And, and, and I know a lot of you guys probably don't know who the heck most of these guys are. Uh, and a lot of these, some, most of these guys don't stick out to me because Phoenix has really not had any true players to help out with like any sort of, uh, any sort of situations as, as far as getting the talent to help out. And I'm, and I want to go to the game from the other night when Phoenix lost 125 to 92 against the Utah jazz. If, uh, Devin Booker in that game, he had, he played a total of 41 minutes. He was 19 of 30 of 34 from the field. He was five of eight on the three point from the three point line. He had four rebounds, four assists, and he had 59 points. Now, Anyone knows, uh, I, I think this was uh, the year prior, Devin Booker scored the most points in, the, in an NBA game since Kobe Bryant's 81 back in 2007 or 2006. The, uh, one, it was one of those years when Kobe Bryant scored the most points in the NBA in a season. And Devin Booker did that against the Boston Celtics, and he went off for 70 points. And the fans in Boston, I, I and this is the thing I like about uh, this is the thing I love about Boston. And hopefully one day I can I can make a trip up there to to the garden and go to a basketball game to see the Celtics play. Even though I'm not a big Celtics fan, obviously I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. But I just want to go to Boston because Boston is like Philadelphia. Uh, as far as you know, the sports they will let you just have it. They will boo you. They will cheer you. They do whatever. And Devin Booker, when he scored seventy points that night, I I didn't watch the game because the game wasn't televised. But I heard the announcers, the comment, the commentators say that that was the most points scored in a game since Kobe Bryant's eighty-one. So that just tells you. And I honestly think uh, Devin Booker has been. He's been robbed of uh, of all star selections really since like he's came into the league, uh, because Devin Booker has been putting on a performance, and I, obviously I think the only reason why Devin Booker is not getting all star selections is because of the team that he is playing for, and that's the Phoenix Suns. Because right now with that loss last night to the Wizards, Phoenix fell to seventeen and fifty nine on the season, and it, it, it's crazy to think. You know, after the first game when Phoenix beat Dallas on opening night, and I was watching Skip and Shannon talk about it on the the next morning, they Skip was like, "Oh, watch out for Phoenix because Phoenix is going to do some damage." And Phoenix has only won sixteen games since opening night, and opening night was back in October. So honestly, you know, I I feel like Devin Booker does not get credit. Because Devin Booker is a phenomenal player. And, and look at the stats. And I'm going to read you the stats that Devin Booker uh, is getting in, in, in this, this year for, for Phoenix. He's, getting, he's scoring 26.5 points per game. He has 6.7 assists per game, 4.2 rebounds. I, I, I honestly do not know why Devin Booker has been an all-star snub his entire career. 
And, and honestly, there's a lot of projections saying that Phoenix is going to take uh, Ja Morant with the second pick overall because obviously a lot of people are vying for Zion Williamson. And there, supposedly there was a report out uh, say, uh, yesterday that someone, uh, one of the a former NBA players said that Zion Williamson is a top 50 NBA player or is a top 50 basketball player. And and I, I want to argue with this just for a quick second because honestly, Zion Williamson, he's 18 years old. Okay, he's 285 or 280 pounds. Zion is built for his for his age, and he's built for his uh for the the height that he is. I think he's like six 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 or six seven. I forgot how tall Zion Williamson is, but people have to understand that Zion Williamson is in college. He's not playing at the pro level. And when he does get to the pro uh, the pro level, I, I do think that Zion is going to be a phenomenal basketball player. Will he ever and, – and, and there was another report before I jump in to the conver- – before I jump into this. Uh, someone said that Zion Williamson is going to be a future Hall of Famer in basketball. Now, I don't know how much that that could come true one day, but really, people got to stop jumping to conclusions about about players when they come out of uh, of when they come out of high school, going to college, because we don't know what Zion Williamson is going to be like in 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 the at the pro level. We don't know how he's going to be like because we have seen those these type of players from years past where executives and, and the the college analysts were like, oh, he is going to do really good in the NBA, and then. You see guys struggle beyond belief in the NBA, and then they're going overseas and playing and have a better career playing in the NBA. Or you see a lot of guys um, go back and help out their all the matter in college. So, And I'm not saying that Zion Williamson is going to be really bad because, honestly, I think he's going to probably be a really good player. And just because his name is already out there as far as, you know, it seems like the the sports anchors on ESPN and Sports Center and all that talk about him almost on every show when it deals with that he will probably get uh he will probably be he they're probably going to talk about him all throughout next season in the NBA so it's going to be something to watch but honestly I don't see Zion Williamson as a top 50 just because of the simple fact he's in college and we don't know what's going to happen because honestly let's just let's consider this ladies and gentlemen if Zion Williamson and the Duke Blue Devils were to lose in their round and their sweet 16 matchup what do you think people are going to be talking about they're going to be talking about oh it, it because of Zion Williamson oh because of this that and that Zion Williamson, as great of a player as he is, he's only in college. He's only 18 years old. The NBA is going to give Zion Williamson a reality check real quick because you see a lot of these guys who are very talented. And here's another thing. This is why I think college players should stop trying to do a one-and-done type of thing in college where they do one year of college, one year of playing college sports, and then they try to shoot off into the pro level because they want to make a big name for themselves. There is only a certain amount of people, and I will say this, there is only a certain amount of talent for any college sport that can go pro and make it work real well. Zion Williamson is still young. He's not, Hell, he's not even 19 yet. 
and I'm 22, so that's saying something right there. Zion, Zion Williamson needs to, I think, really consider before he says, hey, because, hell, before Zion Williamson was, I, I, before he even committed to Duke, I think people were already projecting him to come out of this year's draft. And, and that's the thing I hate about this is the that's the one thing I hate about projections. This, that's one thing I hate about these mock drafts because a lot of analysts, a lot of of former players or whatever, not former players I should say, but mostly analysts, they they just assume that these people that these that these kids coming out of high school that are going to college to play whatever college sport, and if they're really well known around the world, around the nation, they're like, oh, they're going to go in this year, they're going to go in the upcoming draft because someone's going to take them, because someone's going to be biting their fingernails to go take that next top college player that's coming out and going into the pro. I mean, it it, it is just, sometimes it gets so annoying, and I think they were starting to do that with Zion Williamson when he committed to Duke. They were starting to say, oh, Zion is going to go number one in the draft. And that's probably why you see a lot of NBA teams right now tanking for Zion. Because they think Zion... And that's another thing that really pisses me off. You People really think that one player is going to help a team out. You need, like, especially in basketball and in the NBA, to really solidify your team. You need, like, like three, four guys, and you need a, a wingman, so to speak. And, and the greatest example that I think anyone could use is look at the Golden State Warriors. You got Steph Curry, you got Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. Those four right there, let alone, can do you some damage. So I don't know what the I, – I, I just it, – it just makes me so mad to hear about that. And I, clearly I know Zion's going to go to the NBA draft. He's going to go number one overall. And it looks like right now most likely the number one pick is going to go to the New York Knicks. And, and there's already speculation about that of, of – possibly Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving going to New York. So that, that tandem right there, uh, if if Kevin Durant and Kyle, uh, Kyle Irving were to go to the Knicks and then you draft Zion because clearly Zion is going to be the number one pick, uh, that right there could be a pretty good for New York fans just considering the fact that uh, – the world the the sports uh the sports realm of New York has been completely like shot in the arm because of what they what the the programs have done you look at what the Knicks did the Knicks traded Chris Porzingis, who clearly I think the fans in New in New York were starting to get behind and then the whole Odell situation it, it is just mind boggling to say the least that 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 happened, and New York got New York basically got shot in the arm, um, and <laughs> I I feel bad for New York. And and speaking of New York, there there's speculation that the Giants, the Chargers, and the Patriots are all interest are all interested in Josh Rosen now, and I mentioned this. Uh, yesterday, and I've mentioned this uh, on the past couple of recent episodes, that Josh Rosen is supposedly trying to, I, I, I'm not saying that he wants to get traded, 
but supposedly the Arizona Cardinals are are looking to ship him, are looking to trade him. But then there were reports that the Cardinals are saying, "Oh, we like Josh Rosen. We like what he, what he, who he is. We like what he's about." But I mean, come on, a lot of people now are 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 having Kyler Murray go number one overall because obviously the best player in this year's draft is Nick Boza from the University of Ohio State, and. And now they have Nick Boza going number two overall to whoever that uh, to the to the San Francisco 49ers. So and and when I saw this and, and I and I heard this yesterday on uh, Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, and then I, I got it on my phone because Fox Sports uh, broke the news that and so I don't know who the team is. I wish I could have read up on the article, but I did not. Supposedly there was a team that was offering a second round draft pick for Josh Rosen. And it makes me wonder because, and and I'm going to mention the three teams again. The three teams were the Los Angeles Chargers, the New England Patriots, and the New York Football Giants. It makes me really wonder who who was willing to give up a second round draft pick. I, I, I highly doubt it that it was the New England Patriots because Tom Brady is probably going to play I want to say Tom Brady is probably going to play at least another three years uh, because I believe he is 42 years old. I want to say he's going to probably play another three years. Hell, he could play another four or five. Who knows? Tom Brady is just, he's beating father time, it seems like. And that seems to be a conversation brought up the last like two or three years. I, I, I could see possibly the the Chargers doing it because Phillip Rivers is at that point of his career where Maybe the Chargers start looking at to find the the heir apparent for Philip Rivers, but Tyrod Taylor signed in the offseason earlier uh, a number of weeks ago. Tyrod Taylor signed with the the Chargers, so maybe give Tyrod Taylor a chance, even though Tyrod's probably not viewed as a number one quarterback, so to speak, the the number one quarterback for a roster. I the the team that would make the most sense would be the Giants. But supposedly the Cardinals won a first round pick for Josh Rosen. And and this is the thing I hate about it. A lot of people are basing the the value of Josh Rosen just because of his stats from last year. And and, and like I said yesterday, Josh Rosen had a terrible rookie season just because of the coaching staff around him. The coaching staff was not was just not that well rounded for a for a guy like Josh Rosen. And I and Clearly, the most sense to me uh, with those three teams uh, would be the Giants taking Dwayne Haskins at six unless there was a team that just tried to trade up for that draft pick because with that tr- that whole Odell trade that went down, and we all know this, the Giants now have two first-round picks. They have the sixth pick and the 17th pick. But I do feel like there's going to be another quarterback needy team that is going to that is going to try to trade trade down in the draft and i think the team that makes the most sense is uh the washington redskins they they are probably going to most likely look to trade down and draft a quarterback that they that they're looking at that they're looking at the 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 film the the results from the combine the pro day whatever the case may be and they're going to they're going to try to take somebody that has really just blown them away and those three teams I I really don't think the Patriots would be suitable 
taking Josh Rosen uh, and Joe Klatt. Anyone who knows, anyone who does not know who 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 Joe Klatt is, he is a college football uh, commentator. He 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 does he does often do some college football games. He's he's quite good at it. Um, he he projected Will Greer to go to the New England Patriots. He projected Dwayne Haskins to go six to the to the to the Giants, and he had Kyler Murray going number one because, like I said, it seems like everyone's mock draft now has Kyler Murray going to the Cardinals. It's probably going to be true, but I don't know how much of this is actually true. I. I hope to see some other news happen with with this because ain't no telling what is going to happen with this situation. But we shall soon find out. Before I go today, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to announce that um, I don't know when exactly I'm going to do this, but I s- soon, hopefully soon, I, I want to start looking for a co-host to to help out with the Let's Talk Sports podcast. Uh, so if anyone out there, any listeners or supporters, anyone out there that would like to be a co-host with me on the Let's Talk Sports podcast, please feel free to hit me up. And like I said, I don't know when exactly I want this to happen. I don't know when I'm going to go through with this. I still got to try to figure out some things uh, because this is a uh, this is a process just like anything else in life. So please... Um, just just feel free to hit me up. I will be keeping you guys updated on on what I what I am going to expect uh from from the co-host. It's something that I'm willing to try and just dip my feet in the water so to speak. Uh but I will let you guys know more about it when I get some more details about what I'm trying to look for as far as a co-host. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in today to episode 71. Uh, I hope you guys have a blessed day today. Enjoy your Thursday. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that tonight is the first, so to speak, of the first round of the tip-off of the Sweet 16 matchups starting later today. And also, the MLB is officially back. The opening day starts today at 1 o'clock. Uh, 20, I believe 28 teams are playing today. Uh, my my Braves are taking on the Phillies, so that should be a good opening weekend uh, matchup just because of the whole Bryce Harper uh, saga, so to speak. But Sweet 16 starts today, later this evening, and baseball starts today, ladies and gentlemen. So don't forget to check that out if you have the free time today. Thank you, for ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to the Let's Talk Sports podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carl Mailer. Have a good day, guys.